Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. And in today's episode, we are continuing our study of the book of Galatians. Actually, we are concluding our study of the book of Galatians because we have reached the final portion of the letter. And so this will be our final episode in this series. Um, And so if you've been listening um, for all 14 episodes, um, thank you so much. Um, And I hope it's been helpful. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Um, But yeah, here we are in the final uh, portion of the letter. And so, you know, again, if you've been reading along or following along, um, you know that in this short um, but powerful letter, Paul has confronted the Galatians, you know, that they are turning or have already turned to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Um, he's been reminding them of and of what the gospel is, also what it isn't, but what the gospel is. You know, it's not about earning our righteousness, earning our salvation by perfectly obeying the law. But it's really about God fulfilling his promise that he would pour out his spirit, right? That he would write his law upon our hearts, that um, that we would be adopted as not just sons, but we would be adopted as heirs of his kingdom, heirs of his promises. And that we in that adoption, we would be truly set free. And that freedom, it's not, you know, just a a you know, now I can do whatever I want. I can live selfishly or self-centeredly, but it's a freedom to give away that which we have freely received, right? It's a freedom um, that calls us to love. It's a freedom that calls us to love our neighbor. It's a freedom that calls us to love our enemy. And so, and Paul also calls us back to, you know, living that gospel-centered life or walking by the Spirit, as he calls it, you know, a life that's marked by the fruit of the Spirit, a life that's marked by a love for our neighbor, a love for our enemies, right? And so, again, that's just a super brief summary of what Paul has covered um, in this letter up until this point. And then now as he's concluding the letter, you know, as he's done throughout the letter, you know, he still continues to instruct us. He continues to proclaim truth to us. He continues to warn us. And so I just want to share a few final thoughts um, based uh, out of, you know, the final few sentences of this letter. And so I'll read from uh, Galatians chapter 6, starting verse 12. Um, It says, Those who want to make a good impression in the flesh are the ones who would compel you to be circumcised, but only to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even the circumcised don't keep the law themselves, and yet they want you to be circumcised in order to boast about your flesh. So there's a few things that Paul highlights here as he's talking about, you know, as he's continuing to warn us against, you know, these false brothers, you know, these people that he calls the circumcision party, right, who are creating all kinds of trouble, but more than trouble, I mean, they are calling people away or leading people astray from the true gospel. And so this is no small issue. It's not just a minor, you know, theological disagreement where, 
you know, where we can maybe agree to disagree. No, no, no. There is the it's the gospel is at stake here. Right. And so, again, this is not a petty issue. This is not a small issue. Um, but Paul, um, you know, identifies a few uh, motivations that this party has. Well, number one, he starts by saying this, that they don't even obey the law themselves. Right. Um, you know, and that's something that I think we all have to be careful of, that hypocrisy, right, of preaching one thing but practicing another. You know, Jesus said about the Pharisees that, you know, they don't practice what they preach, you know, and I think any one of us can fall into that trap as well, and it, that's something we all have to be careful about. Um, but even beyond that, I think Paul, you know, here identifies a couple of motivations that this circumcision party has, right? First one is this, that they're motivated by what Paul calls a good impression in the flesh. I think another way we could paraphrase that is um, they're motivated by having a good outward appearance, right? And Paul goes on to say that, you know, the whole reason they want you to be circumcised is so that they have something to boast about. They have something to brag about. Right. And that's a normal human tendency. Right. And so um, I get it. But that's the thing. Our flesh wants something to boast about. And we can so easily settle for having um, a good outward appearance. Right. You know, even if that means our interior life is a mess. Right. Um, our, you know, our our hidden life, you know, it, it's all kinds of a. You know, there's all kinds of hypocrisy and hidden sin and all these things. You know, we can so easily settle for that. And that is very common in with religion or um, legalistic people or just really anybody who's not walking in the fullness of the gospel. We can all fall into that trap, right, of just, you know, putting up a good outward appearance and just, you know, being concerned about people thinking that we have it all together or people think that we're doing well or whatever it is. But the point is having something external to boast about. Right. And again, as I've said throughout, you know, it's not wrong to, you know, be concerned about right action and, um, you know, doing the right things, even spiritual disciplines. There's nothing wrong with pursuing these and doing these things. But the main thing, I think the main warning here is that that would be our motivate, our main motivation, right? Is do people see me as, you know, do it as the one who's doing the right thing? Um, you know, do I look good to others? Uh, is, is what makes my heart you know, confident or what my heart boasts in, is it in my performance? Is it in how well I'm doing or is it in how well others think of me? You know, these are all traps that we have to be so careful of. And so I believe that's a first, um, you know, uh, warning that we can take away from what the Apostle Paul is writing to the Galatians here um, is to not fall into that trap. Okay, the second one um, is that he says, you know, another reason why they are compelling you to be circumcised, it's really so that they can avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. That's at the end of verse 12. And so though they might, you know, seem like they're, you know, concerned for 
the souls of the Galatians or concerned that the Galatians are, you know, really following the, the, the right path or, you know, they're concerned about, you know, right doctrine. You know, really, Paul is exposing that actually their main motivation is to avoid being persecuted. Like there, there's a lot of pressure on, you know, these people who are following Jesus, you know, from their fellow Jews, you know, that they're just turning away from all the law of Moses. They're turning away from everything that God's given the nation of Israel up to this point. And so there is a pressure, there is a persecution that comes. And, you know, that's, again, it's it's a big motivator for these false brethren in why they're, you know, trying to convince others to follow, um, to follow in their path. Okay, so that's another thing that, uh, you know, that we have to be careful of is that we are not motivated um, by wanting to avoid pressure or wanting to avoid persecution or just any backlash that's associated with following Jesus. Now, again, we have to be careful here because I think there are some people who, you know, just anything negative, any time someone doesn't like you, any time something doesn't go your way, you know, we always are constantly chalking it up to persecution. And I don't think that's always the case. I think it really depends on why that person doesn't like you, right? Or why things didn't go your way. You know, that it's not always persecution, but I think sometimes we can have this persecution complex where everything, we interpret everything as persecution. And to be clear, I do believe that any true follower of Jesus, at some point you will face rejection or backlash or persecution, but that doesn't mean everything is persecution. Okay, so just want to throw that that little disclaimer in there. Um, but yes, that being said, there will be backlash. And if we're going to face backlash, let it be because we are, you know, truly embracing the cross of Christ because we are truly following the gospel and so we have to be careful that, you know, that's not ever a motivation for us to compromise, uh, to compromise our behavior or to compromise our doctrine or to compromise our actions. Right. Um, you know, Paul gave us the example of the Apostle Peter, you know, of all people who was, you know, gave into that pressure to compromise. And, you know, he acted one way um you know, when these Judaizers weren't around, but then as soon as they showed up, he started acting a totally different way and he totally compromised and really sold out some of, you know, some of his fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and started treating them differently just because of the pressure that he was feeling. And so, you know, wanting to, in wanting to avoid that, you know, he compromised. And so that's a warning to us that, you know, that can happen to any of us, too. We can all give in to that pressure. I think we can all relate to that pressure, right? And so we have to be set free from that fear of man. You know, Paul says early on in the letter, you know, if I if I am going to be a servant of Christ, then I cannot be concerned by the opinions of men, right? And that's something that I, I believe every Christian at some point is going to have to face and um you know, if we're truly going to follow Jesus, we have to get free uh, from that fear of man. Okay. And that doesn't mean, again, that we're not accountable. It doesn't mean that we can't receive feedback. But the point is that our motivation is not, you know, to avoid rejection or to avoid pressure or to avoid persecution. 
Okay, but here's the good news, though, is, okay, so those are bad motivations, right? Those are false motivations or unhealthy motivations, I should say. Um, but but as I said earlier, you know, I believe part of our design, our God-given design, is that our soul does want to boast about something. We do want to put our confidence in something and have something to even brag about. And so Paul... Um, you know, again, as he's finishing this letter, gives us something that we can put our full confidence in, that we can even, you know, if we can use this language because Paul uses it, you know, we can boast about it if we want to, right? In verse 14, Paul says this, but as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through the cross and I to the world. For both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters instead is a new creation. So what Paul's saying here is that, hey, if we're going to boast about something, he, as far as he's concerned, he's going to boast about the cross of Jesus, right? He's going to boast about who God is, what he has done, and what he has accomplished through the cross, right? And so for you and I, I think, you know, that invitation is also there for us to, rather than to boast in our appearance or in our performance or how well we're doing or how well people think we're doing, right? And rather than trying to, you know, be, and rather than being, you know, tossed to and fro by the opinions of others, Instead of that, why don't we boast in who God is, how kind, how loving, how gracious he is, how merciful he is. Let our boast be in that. Let us boast about what he has done, that while we were sinners, Christ gave his life for us. He died on the cross for us, that even though we were his enemies, he laid down his life for us. Greater love has no man than he lay down his life for his friends, right? And in that action, God demonstrated his love. And, and who would do that? What kind of person, let alone what kind of God, would do that, right? No one but our God, right? So let us boast about the cross, what he has done. And then finally, let us boast about what that cross has accomplished, that because of the cross, you and I, are a new creation, right? It's not just that our slate is wiped clean, though it is, but it's way more than that. It's way bigger than that. It's way grander than that. It's that you and I are literally new creatures. We are not our old selves anymore. He has transformed us because he's put his spirit on the inside of us. He's written his law on our hearts. The law is not just something that's written on a page or on a stone tablet somewhere, but it's actually written on our hearts. So we have been changed. We're a new creation. And, and then furthermore, we have been set free. We've been delivered from this entire corrupt world's system. This world system that says we have to earn our place. This world system that says we have to perform. God sets us free from all of that through the cross. And Paul says this, that through the cross, the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, friends, if you've put your trust in Jesus, that statement is true of you as well, that you are 
that world system was put to death and you were put to death to that world system. You died to it. You are not bound by it anymore. You're under a whole new system. You're under a far better and more glorious covenant. Um, and this is all good news. And this is what our soul can brag about, can boast about. If we're going to boast about anything, let it be about these things. And so here we are at the again at the end of the letter and at the end of this series. And so, you know, again, I hope that it has been helpful to you and I hope that it's challenged you. Uh, maybe for some of you, it's helped you to see areas where perhaps you have drifted from the gospel. Perhaps you have forgotten, you know, what the gospel is or you've, you know, you've strayed from the path. You know, that's that's normal. You know, it, it happened to the Galatians. It, it's going to happen to us. We need to be called back to it over and over again. And, and again, that's why we're, Paul's letters to the Galatians is massively helpful. It calls us back. And so... I hope that, um, you know, for all any of you that have forgotten the glory of the gospel, the beauty of the gospel, I hope that this has called you back to the simplicity of just that simple faith in Jesus Christ, the simplicity of the gospel. Um, and so, you know, again, thank you for listening. Um, and I'll just conclude by reading some of the blessings that Paul um, blesses uh, the Galatians with at the conclusion of his letter. He says, may peace come to all those who follow this standard and mercy even to the Israel of God. And then finally in verse 18, brothers and sisters, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review. And we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, so if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, you can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.